and welcome back to Top Dogs. My name is Fiction Boy, and this month is Pride Month. So, yay, everybody. Today is Pride Month, as you guys are aware. Whiplash is not here, nor is Stream. Stream got caught up with rehearsal, so he is unable to make it to this week's episode. And, and regarding Whiplash, he decided to take a leave of absence to deal with his own personal things. So uh, it's understanding that a lot of people need to go through, you know, life things. And also, you know, we respect that and we want them to get what they need done first. Because, you know, podcast is second. Life always comes first. <laughs> Anyways, guys, yes, happy Pride Month. And uh, how are you guys doing so far, the beginning of this month? Surviving. So far, things have actually been pretty amazing for the month, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Busy. <laughs> oh yeah, you've been busy on Pride Month, Xavier? Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to Pride. I may. We'll see. You may, you may. Okay, um, before we continue on, uh, Xavier, do you want to introduce yourself to the camera about what you do on the team? Uh, hi, my name is Xavier, uh, Xavier Zina. Uh, I do, um, I DJ for the team. I will be DJing club nights when that becomes a thing. Um, I've DJed three uh, free conventions and hopefully more soon. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's what I do for the team. My name is Xavier Zina. <laughs> nice to meet everyone. Well, we're glad to have you on the show for the first time. This is the first time you ever took the hot seat and probably had the spotlight on you. Well, actually, probably not. You're used to public. <laughs> <laughs> public it's been a long time. time. I used to I used to stream, so it's 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 been a long time. Mm -hmm. I guess it's like a different atmosphere when you you go DJ. It's a different kind of publicity. Yeah, you're more like, woo! Put your hands up, do the thing. Okay. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> but of course, you okay. guys already know Sakura, our our lovely videographer. She's going to be uh, participating in Streams' absence, and so is Actor House, as you guys know them as well for being on the show. But anyways, guys, uh, I guess I want to start off with the first question, which is we'll start up, we'll start up with this. What do you guys have plans for this month in terms of like Pride Month? You guys have any plans? So we'll start off with you, Sucker. Do you have any plans? Um, probably my big thing is, um, as some of you guys know, I am a Twitch streamer, and so I will actually be promoting um, Pride Month on my channel. By um, you know, I do have some emotes that are you know transgender, pangender. Um, I do plan on representing the flags um, on my stream, so that way people understand that you know my stream is a very safe place to be for everybody. You know, no one's going to mm -hmm. be judged for who you are. No one's going to judge you for, you know, you know, pretty much your entire walk of life. So, yeah. like, that's going to be my big thing is, you know, promoting, you know, pride on my channel. Okay, at least you have something to do. You plan on going to any, like, uh, pride parades in your area, uh, if there is any? Um, unfortunately, there are none in my area, so I'm just going to be kind of a homebody. 
doing what I can with what I've got. Okay. Um, Pals, what about you? You got anything planned for Pride Month? As of right now, there's... I don't really have anything planned. Pride Month is something that I know happens every year, but I don't think it's a month that I have was able to fully experience to its full to the fullest, so to speak. Mainly because I've never really had anyone to enjoy it with, and I never really had the excuse of going out or even the opportunity to go out to like do something. I could even mm. try to do something for my YouTube channel or even for my Twitch channel, but at the same time, it, given my circumstances, it just would feel completely fruitless and not as much work and dedication put to it. Well, let me get this cra- Let me clarify something. You are pretty fruity. Let's see. let's get that yes. clear. But I do understand. It has begun. But, so oh I do understand that events like Pride Month, especially if you want to go do events based on pride, it's definitely probably something that you would want to do with a group of friends and. I I get that i don't know how i would feel if i wanted to go to any of these events by myself it definitely wouldn't feel as great of an experience same thing like how you go to furry cons and you don't really have any friends that are going and it's not as you know it's going to be kind of bland kind of thing so i i get yeah. that I know you mentioned this already, um, Xavier, but I was going to ask, why don't you, uh, probably for an idea, like maybe to DJ for Pride events? Um, so obviously I'm like under 21, so it's very hard for me to DJ like any event, uh, because most clubs, most places are 21 plus. That is one of the reasons that I DJ a lot of, uh, a lot of furry events and a lot of, uh, furry conventions. Um, but yeah, uh, I do plan on, I don't think I'm going to DC pride, but I might go to Baltimore pride. Um, okay. But there's actually a furry DJ that's, uh, that's going to DJ Baltimore pride. Uh, Oh, what is her name? Loveless, if you ever heard of Loveless. him. No, I haven't. Uh, but that's that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, yeah. What about like what's the difference between like the Baltimore Pride and the DC Pride? Is there any significant difference? They, they're different really? organizations. Um, and Baltimore is a different community than DC is in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, DC is definitely more upscale. A lot of richer people live in DC. Whereas Baltimore yeah. is more working class, um, so they're, it, it, they're different as well. Okay, okay. I'm not sure which one that Colton will be going to uh, because we do have a friend that is coming over. Uh, it co- is it okay? So n- nod for yes. Is it is it the one in DC you guys are going to? Oh, you're going to the one in Baltimore. Okay, all right. So you guys are going to the ones in Baltimore. All right. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. But I'm going to ask you guys the first question, and we'll start off with Sakura. So I wanted to ask you this. For anyone who doesn't know, what would you say is your gender, pronouns, and orientation? Since we're getting on a personal level here, I'm pretty sure the audience would like to know. Oh, you're muted, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> I was adjusting in my chair. Oh my god. <laughs> you didn't want any squeaking. Okay, good No, um... My pronouns are she, her, and I am transgender, pansexual, leaning also towards lesbian. Okay. All right. Oh, wait. Uh, what about... What's our about with Xavier? What about you? Um, so... <clears throat> I identify as male when it comes, like, to government. Uh, outside of that, I really just go with the flow. Uh, I do consider myself NB because I don't like to... Um... That's kind of the way that I, I identify uh, in any way that's, you know, in, in southern states, I'm male because I'm scared. But I understand other than that, that, I completely understand that. Uh, but yeah, I'm NB and I'm I'm uh, bisexual. OK. And what about you, Hells? I've been a dude all my life. I identify as a dude, and I've always swing the op the opposite way. I like swing with the guys. So okay, I'm gay. If that hmm. wasn't abundantly clear, swinging. Uh, you've always been a dude, but you swing the opposite way. Like, you mean the same on. way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot more the normal heterosexuality. I, uh, just yeah, yeah. I, I, I messed it up. So no, no, you're you swing the I'm... opposite way of the norm. Yeah, yes, right. I think you could have said it a little. Yeah, that would have been a uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have made a. Yeah, I think that would have made a lot more, <laughs> lot more sense. Like, I meant, I meant to guys. I would say the one word, but I don't want to make Colton's life a lot more harder than it already is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yes. Guys are hot. Yes, that. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, for me, though, I would say that, of course, I'm a male. I've always identified as a male. I never thought myself any anything other than that. But I would. My sexuality is a little weird. I would say um, it's not really based on gender, but it's based on. I'm not even sure what the appropriate word would be, but it's not. I'm not attracted to people that are masculine. I'm attracted to people who are all in general feminine. So, for example, I would not be attracted to a person that is tomboyish. Even so, I don't know what the appropriate term would be for only being attracted to people that are in a feminine side. I mean, that the way that you that, kind of... I the way that you kind of identify because i know when it comes to like you know both men and women um you kind of have that attraction there as long as they're effeminate i would probably put you more towards pan gender okay so or do you mean pansexuality yes pansexual i would there say the i would say like with what i'm experiencing I, I wouldn't know that. Like, I know you said it's pansexuality, but it's not. But I want to clarify with something. When I say it's based on feminine qualities, it's not just appearance, but it's also based on the personality as well. So you don't have to look like a, a femboy. You don't You don't even have to look like a transgender. It, it also comes down to feminine personality types, too. Or just a you know a regular woman that likes to. What makes someone this. a feminine personality type? 
I would say with, well, I guess what consider what is considered the norm in society stand is what's considered feminine that I'm attracted to. That's the best okay. way I can put it. Uh, okay. So, like, from for example, my boyfriend, he's not a fanboy, but he likes like how I don't know. He's a if you want to pick someone that's like someone that likes pink a lot because he is that type of person, uh, or he likes purses, he likes dressing nice. You know, very flamboyant kind of personality, I would say. That would be one of those qualities that came with the the feminine. Because when people think of um, flamboyant personality traits, some people do think feminine. Normally. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the best way I can give you an example of trying to explain what I'm attracted to. Basically the opposite of why I, what I am. <laughs> I have no fashion sense anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Welcome to but the club. Oh, stop it. <laughs> we already know what you look like. You actually look pretty good. Oh my god. This is actually very true. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Did I so... meet you at FWA? Uh, mm. No, I never went. I never went. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, let me guess. Uh, and I guess it depends on your guys' perspectives, but I, w- I would like to hear different answers from all of you. Let's start with Sakura. How do you think the LGBT community evolved over the years? Or plus, or LGBTQ plus? What do you mean, how involved? Like, or evil? Or did you say evil or involved? Evolved, evil. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I heard involved. All right. Um, I would My definitely bad. say like over. The, it's okay. Um, I would definitely say like over the years, like especially here in America and in other countries, um, the LGBTQ community has opened up it has blossomed a bit more it has become less taboo i guess is kind of another word that i would use for it because i remember growing up back in like you know the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s where if you were part of the lgbtq community you had to keep yourself shut down because it wasn't as widely accepted You know, you were seen as an enigma. You were seen as something to be feared, to be bullied, to not be accepted. But, I mean, as of late, I've really, really seen a lot of involvement with the LGBTQ community being accepted and, you know, a lot more openness to the idea of the fact that there are people in the LGBTQ community and... The acceptance of that, you know, albeit there are still some communities who see it as taboo, I would say it's we're almost majority leaning now. Yes. We, we, we won't mention Florida. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> to see how much it has come to light, to see how much acceptance it has gotten over the years to have watched it evolve has been absolutely incredible. And I, I really hope that this is a progression that we get to continue to see through the years that, you know, we accept people for who they are. 
And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I've seen as, you know, I've watched it go from being taboo to people having to be closeted to, I mean, really, I mean, you see it all over the news now and how widely accepted it is. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Xavier? Um, so how the LGBTQ community evolved was, um, if y'all ever heard of Stonewall, that's kind of how Pride Parade started, was it started as a kind of serious (laughs) riot where, like, bricks were being thrown at police, like, oh no, my bad. Sorry, Colton, but it's true, and, like, that's what we had to do to get where uh, where we are today, um, is is it started with some serious backlash with the uh, AIDS crisis, uh, where Ronald Reagan was completely ignoring it. Um, Some serious issues in states all over. And I'm so glad, even from... uh, So I came out early. I came out in seventh grade. And, like, when I came out, like... The week before I came out, gay marriage was uh, was legalized uh, all across America by the Supreme Court, uh, and that was really amazing. Um, and that was right before I came out. Uh, but we obviously have a lot of work to do. You won't mention Florida, but I will. So see <laughs> see what's going on in Florida. See if you can help your friends get out of Florida um, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Trans rights. Yeah. All right, pals. You too. What about you? How do you think the LGBTQ has evolved? You're I'm muted. I'm going to be very. Yeah. Am I? Am I muted? No, you're good no, now. You're good now. Uh, okay. Okay. I I was worried that I accidentally dropped off my mic. Like, I'm gonna. <laughs> be a bit bold bold here and say that I don't think it really evolved in a way that many people would expect because when a lot of the protests for LGBT and all of that end up starting like with Stonewall I could agree it very much meant something it's just a bunch of people who are completely different than the social norms who are just trying to say we just want to exist that's all we want and i feel like that has definitely evolved when we reached into the 2000s into the 2010s where equal marriage became a thing i think it was completely beautiful but if i'm looking past the last five years if i really take a step back i still think that the community is still strong as ever but i can't help but feel that there's a little bit of a sense of entitlement like a dangerous sense of entitlement within members of the LGBTQ community. And it's usually the people who are screaming the loudest that I think it's doing a lot more damage than good. At least that's my stance on it. Each community has their own extremes. Mm -hmm. And not all of them are always pretty. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that every community, whether the LGBTQ or even furries or, you know, any community, really, they all have their bad sides. It's just what matters the most is what we make of it. And if we choose to let it control how we feel, that shouldn't matter. You should just enjoy the good memories that you have with the people around you instead of who's being the loudest. That's a fair mm. point. 
Because I know it's sometimes It'd hard to It'd be nice if ignore. we could avoid. I know it's sometimes hard to ignore <laughs> those things. I get that. But it's always good to, you know, remind yourself, hey, I'm surrounded by people in this community that love me. And I need to give all my time and attention towards them because they are the ones that are making the effort to make me happy. And therefore, you should also make them happy. That's what yeah. what I think matters when you do yeah. these things. And I think the beautiful okay. thing of this It'd be nice. community... Yeah, and I think the beautiful thing that I've noticed in this community is the... Is the What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I have my train of thought. I think I lost it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Get back in the station. Get back in the station. Okay, I think I got it. What I really love about this community <laughs> is the sense, like the community itself and being able to surround the people who are just happy to have you and have you be the person that you are and allowing you to just open up and just embrace the things that you love about yourself and that and the hobbies that you like, whether it be YouTube channels, collecting stuffed animals, collecting weird things that people are just like looking at you like, why the hell? hell are you just collecting that and you're just like i just want to be happy to be alive is that really too much to ask mm-hmm. and I, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the things i very much love about the community and yes there's going to be the negatives but and there's always going to be the positives but i think it's also the person's viewpoint and decision of do i choose to focus on the negative aspects of the community or do I choose to focus on the positive or do I try to acknowledge them both? Mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on your perspective. E. Alright. So I guess I wanted to ask you, do you guys have any friends that are you know, heterosexuals that support you guys? And I'm not just saying from like an LGBTQ standpoint. I'm talking about just you as a person. They accept you for who you are, and they are okay with it. Let's we'll start off with you, Sakura. Well, I mean, I would definitely say my biggest one is my mother. You know, I'm actually very lucky that you know I have a cis mother who has accepted me for who I am. She actually goes out of her way to call me her daughter and takes me out for girls days and you know really supports who I am and it's I mean I guess that's probably my biggest one but I mean I do have you know a few hetero friends who you know have always been super accepting of who I am and you know actually do go out of their way to protect me in a lot of cases you know like we'll be out walking somewhere they'll see somebody staring and be like what are you staring at you know do you see a problem here mm. and like that's actually even something mm. that my mom's done we'll be out on an outing and she'll see somebody staring at me and she'll look at the person and be like what's the problem mm. this is my daughter do you have a problem here and it's it's really interesting watching the people like ah, don't talk to me because they've been caught Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely would say that, you know, I have a lot of really support, really good support from like, you know, the cis community. Oh, okay. That's good. I'm actually happy for you and your mother. That's, that's a good bond to have for sure. Mm. What about you, Xavier? Uh, I don't, I don't really interact with straight people. Uh... I only the few that the few that are furries uh, that support us um, 
you know, already because they're in the community are kind of the people that I interact with. Uh, some of the friends that I've had growing up have been very supportive of me, but of course I moved and I haven't really kept up with those people. Um, but at the time, at this time, I don't really have any ongoing uh, friendships with with straight people. Um, mm-hmm. which, you know, isn't necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just kind of the way things are right now, but you know, yeah. What about, what about, um, I know you mentioned like in, you know, conversations before about your mother. Um, so my mother has been very supportive of me mm-hmm. being queer. Um, she isn't really the, a great mother, but she is a good friend. Um, so growing up, she didn't really do what was best for me all the time, but right now she's a really good friend, uh, and I support her as a mother and she supports me as, as a queer person. All right. That's good. I'm actually happy for you on that too. Me as well. Mm -hmm. And you, what about you, House? Do you have any straight friends or even straight, well, I mean, family that are straight that support you? Uh, yeah, definitely, 100%. I believe that the three biggest ones would be my dad, my mother, and my sister. And out of out of the three, my sister was the first who I came out to when I knew 100% that I was into guys, that I was gay. And the reaction that she gave me was just was when I ended up telling her, Lucy, I'm gay. And she's like, oh. Not surprising. Like, she was just not, she was just like not phased at all. She's not phased at all. And I'm like, seriously? And she's like, yeah. Like, knowing, knowing you and understanding that, that makes the most sense. And I'm like, what? I guess she was like waiting for you to just be like, what, what took you so long? Oh my God. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so so far, my dad, my dad was not exactly any different of a reaction. I ended up coming out to him when we were like at a at a pizza joint, and he was like, "Oh, cool! Can you pass the parmesan?" Like he wasn't even faced at all, but <laughs> like he wasn't even faced at all on that. But my mother had a bit of a different reaction, and. Hearing what she had to say after I came out, she was very supportive of me. She was supportive of me being gay, of my career choice. But I think it wasn't from an ill intent place. It was more of a place of concern of me coming out because she understands that because I'm gay, me living out in the world or even like adjusting to the world is going to be difficult. And it's already going to be difficult because of my back- background. But... I'm not going to let that affect my daily life. I'm going to live out my life the way that I see fit. And mm-hmm. I'm just happy that I'm able to at least have support of my whole family who has my back through all this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you, though. That is that's awesome. E. With me, my biggest supporter is definitely my mother. I have mentioned my mother on the show many times. There has been many conversations that I've had with her about how I felt, and she was completely okay with it. By the way, audience, if you guys didn't know, my mother is also one of the 
one of the few people who actually helped us like just a little bit in the early stages developed top dogs with us because she wanted to help this project because she knew how much the idea was meant meant to me and you know think Colton, you know, helping us out with that. So yeah, she is aware I'm a furry again, and you know, bisexual, well, pansexual, I guess, at this point. Huh? So yeah, so she's been one of my biggest supporters, and I don't, I don't think that bond is ever going to break. I owe her a lot, <laughs> a lot of everything. But yeah, yeah, she's aware of the this the, this whole organization. She gave us advice when we first started off, and didn't she, Colton? <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> just so like that little. Yeah, and um, of course, uh, Colton remembers the information better than me because he was able to like you know process everything faster than I could. But it's what. But that's not what's important. What matters is that she she did help us to get where we are now. The, you know, if we didn't have some type of guidance along the way, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. So yeah, so. Thanks, Mom, if you ever see this video. <laughs> I might have to show you this one. Thank later. you, Mama there. Fiction. We <laughs> love you. Thank you. Gracias para todo. Te amo. <laughs> Aw, that's so adorable. <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, no, Xavier crashed. But that's okay, that's okay. He'll be back. But anyways, but that, since we have that... You know what I wanted to point out since we're on the subject of straight people? Is that I know a lot of some of my straight friends, they do want to support and go to the pride. But the thing is, is that they don't, they're, they're not really worried. They're that comfortable with their sexuality. I think what sucks though is that I've heard from my straight friends, like they want to go and support their friends that are gay, bi, whatever. It's just that they have friends. They're gonna judge them, saying, you know, hey, you're you're just as you know they are you are basically them. If you go hang out with those events, I was like, that's not necessarily true. And that's 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 not how it works. That's not how it works at all. Mm -mm. No, 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 just, no, 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 no. If you just make it people no, aware no, no. that at these at the prides that you are a straight man, you're just or a straight man or straight woman, you know, just showing your support doesn't matter. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, you're supporting your friends. It's like, okay, so it it raises the question of if you're supporting your friends, why aren't your friends supporting you and wanting to support yeah. your friends? Like, what? what yeah, that, that's a thing there? I didn't know that was a, a problem though for some straight people that do want to support. You know, I didn't even know that was a thing. That was surprising to me. You would think that the I've heard of, of that before, but like it's sorry. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You would think that the point of Pride Parade is not just celebrating your sexuality; it's also just having a good time. It's a party. It's your living life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But it's you know it's just that too is it's supporting one another. You know, you're yeah. supporting your LGBT friends. Who are not only part of the community, but you know, maybe you know, you're there, you're heterosexual, but you, you know, you're supporting the people there who are part of the LGBTQ community. So, I mean, it's just it, it's a show of support, and you know, that should be nurtured and celebrated, it shouldn't be made fun of or cause people no, issues. But, 
It's just, I don't really agree that there is some people that give some of my straight friends a hard time just because they want to support the LGBTQ community, saying that you're probably just as, you know, gay or bi as them, and I'm probably like, I... I said, just because I attempted to... Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. trying really hard not to give Colton bleepables here right now, because there's so much I want to say to that. I know. <laughs> But don't, but just, I know we, but that, you know, this could be added onto the question, which is, you know, what are some of the challenges the LGBTQ community still face today? And you can add on to that for some straight people that do want to support, but they have that thing where there is some straight people that they know is just holding the back from supporting because if they go to these events, then yeah. But what do you think are some of the other struggles that we go through? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it still comes down to a lot of the LGBTQ community is still seen as taboo, you know, especially to, uh, I, I'm not very much of a political person, but I want to say like the left wing Republicans, you know, a lot of people who were raised to believe that, you know, if you're not heterosexual, that, you know, it's a sin against God. It's, you know, it's a sign of the devil. It's, you know, something that can't be accepted because it's not part of, you know, the social norm. And Mm. it's those people who go out and, you know, unfortunately to a point are people that we fear. Because, you know, hate crimes do exist, you know. I can't tell you how many times I've read stories of, you know, a transgender person who was killed just because they were transgender. Because of a heterosexual person who thought that they shouldn't live. Okay. (laughs) And, you know, it's a scary world out there. And, you know, like Xavier brought up, and we'll bring it again, you know. Florida is a prime example of this. They're trying to literally ban people who are LGBT from living in Florida. From schools to businesses to... I mean, everything in the government, they're literally trying to ban the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a scary thing to, you know, that that's happening and it's very real. And despite how much, you know, we're trying to push hard and, you know, evolve as a society and evolve as, you know, a people, that there are still people out there who still believe very strongly in these things that you know we shouldn't exist because we're not part of you know that norm of you know what's expected of you know a person who was born of a specific gender i mean there's always going to be you know and until humanity can learn to evolve beyond you know what you see in front of you that you know there's going to be struggle for a very long time and to a mm-hmm. point it's very scary mm-hmm. okay but before we continue on with this conversation i do need to make some announcements which is be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and also hit the notification bell if you hit that notification bell it will notify you with each video that we come out and also with a little bit of shorts that come out as well follow us on our audio platforms and leave us a rating as well that will help us out a lot also join our discord and telegram chat links for all these things and all this information are in the link tree down below in the description Another thing that I want to do this is calling out the Top Dice fans. If you want some cool stuff, you can by subscribing to our server subscriptions on Discord. 
Become a podcast supporter today. Get exclusive raw and uncut footage of your favorite podcast episodes. Join supporter meetups and talk with other podcast supporters and the team. Plus, you get a custom supporters and the well, custom made call emoji and other goodies that, that I had a brain fart that come with our two ninety nine <laughs> subscription. But wait, there is uh, more upgrade to podcast supporter plus and get episode voting supportive feedback and leave audience participation for only $5.99 you also get a sneak peek of upcoming ideas merchandising and more you don't have to join these subscriptions but all these things help us grow so we appreciate your support coming out here and everything also and also yeah that's what I was going to mention <laughs> we do have Patreon as well I do not have anything written for that yet <laughs> But yes, there were. But we do have one. If you wish to support us, yes, we us. do have a Patreon. I will take note of that. But anyways, let's continue on with the show. And by the way, welcome back, Xavier. Uh, to get you caught up on the speed, uh, we are talking about the struggles that the LGBTQ community is going, the challenges that we're going through today. That's so, wonderful. All right. So you want to start us off, Xavier? Um, sure. So right now in a lot of states, uh, in the United States, I assume that is where most of our audience is, um, is that in a lot of states, uh, they're trying to get, a, uh, get rid of trans affirming care for anyone under the age of 18. And in a lot of ways, anyone at all, um, and that is like hurting trans people, uh, forcing a trans person that has dysphoria to go through puberty is very, very dangerous, um, in a lot of ways and can be very harmful. And a lot of, uh, um, medical organizations, psychological associations say so as well. Um, I hope that Colton will put some uh, links in the description for ways that we can help our, um, our trans friends and allies. Um, there will be some links to the under description below for the help the community. Yes. Also, bathroom bills and lots of other things. Yes, please. Bathroom bills. That's a new one. Uh, so you remember a few years ago, I don't know if you're, you, you ever pay attention to like, uh, political discourse, but, well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. So is there anything else you want to say, Xavier, or you have everything you wanted to say? It's pretty much everything I wanted to say about the play. Okay. It, it is mostly trans people, but they, they go after trans people and then they'll come after gay people and then, you know, wh whatever happens next. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Back there, Hals, what about you? What, uh, what is your struggles do you think that we go through as a community in the LGBTQ? I think the biggest struggles that immediately pop into my head right now is being able to be taken seriously by the general public and it doesn't really help that the lgbt and correct me if i'm wrong but we're not as big of a community community as 
many people want to think, and I think it's being taken seriously by people who are not part of the community. That's the biggest struggle we have people that are saying like oh we should do a b and c to try to uplift these people like we can't really do it ourselves and then there are other people on the other side of the spectrum that just sees us as demon spawns who should not even exist and i think for the people that are trying to be reasonable like trying to spread knowledge and try to have Try to at least have help people understand where we're coming from and to know this is how this works or this is what we need or this is what we should do to better our communities in which it's suddenly completely overlooked because the bunch of people that are screaming the shoutest well screaming the shoutest because that completely makes sense screaming the loudest <laughs> <laughs> we're screaming the loudest who in lack of a better words, tend to be uneducated, completely emotional, and very much driven by hate that is going to get the most viewings from people. And because that's the only thing that's being shoved into other people and that's the first thing that they see, all of a sudden the LGBT community becomes this terrible community that should be avoided or we don't, they don't know how to interact with. So I think building a reputation and a very positive image of ourselves, whether it's individually or as a community, in order to say, this is not what we stand for, all we want is just to help this or to do that and to just explain what our needs are and what we're trying to do and ultimately is just trying to live our life to the best of our ability that I think it's the biggest struggle for this community right now. Hmm. Hmm, okay, okay. I need that. Let me adjust myself. My feet are... Oh... With me, I would say you guys pretty much named it all. So I applaud you for doing that and taking the words out of my mouth. That was amazing. Do that. Do that more, please. Make my job a whole lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, I'm growing up with a mom who is a religious woman. Um, and that is surprising to a lot of people. I get that. But she she has made it very clear to me that made sense to me from, you know, her religious perspective, which was, you know, that every person is a sinner, no matter what you do. And you will always be forgiven for anything you do. It doesn't matter. As long as, to her, as long as you're a good person, who cares what your sexuality is? That should not come... That should not be a hard judgment for anyone. And she was never really a big fan of people who would who make a who make a worse mistakes in their lives, and still think that because of your sexuality, that's worse than what you did. Like, for example, you know, um, the crimes that are illegal, things like that, like way worse, like taking another life. And people are praying forgiveness, and and she doesn't like that, and and thinking that. And they and they still keep doing it. That's what she doesn't like. That kind mm -hmm. of thing. You guys, what I'm saying when I say that? I believe it makes complete sense. And she thinks there is worse things out there than just your sexuality, and she doesn't even believe that should be in the conversation of what other things that people have done in this world that are way worse. And to her, 
that that should be looked more into than just somebody's sexual sexuality. I don't mm. think sexuality is anyone's business except for the person uh, who yeah. has this uh, who I don't know holds the sexuality of their own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Whoever they choose to, to share it with. Mm-hmm. I've even heard two unique perspectives. If we're really going to look on the religious aspect of it. And- Many people have even made the argument that if if our sexuality is truly a sin and that God punishes everyone for being a sin, then wouldn't literally everybody in the world be dead? There was even at some point where STDs and AIDS end up becoming a factor, which people thought it was some sort of punishment. And if many people argue that if it's really a punishment from god then everybody will be going to the hospital and the clinic for these kind of things i wouldn't necessarily dwell too much on the whole point of religion i'm just saying that any type of community that takes anything to extreme whether that includes religion politics communities it's still not gonna look good there's still i yeah. believe there is still you know decent people Whatever community you're a part of, you just gotta watch out for the people that take these these ideologies to the extreme. Yeah, because I don't believe everybody in certain communities are bad. It's just it just so happens that the people that are the loudest puts a whole broad, you know, negativity towards that group, and some people are not always bad in those communities. And that is where religion and politics tend to get very, very messy. Yeah. As long as you're a decent person, then I don't really have a problem with with you. And that's 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 what I think. You know, you the guys your own. world saw it that way. The sharpest you know? tool yeah, one can look heal at... is a sh- kind and gentle soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But, you know, as we continue on with this conversation, is... Let me say this. Do you think in... you think our future in the LGBTQ is... you think will be better in the long run? I want to say yes. Only in the fact that, like, you know, like I said before, like considering where we were in the 80s and the 90s in the early 2000s just how much i've seen the lgbtq community become more widely accepted i'd like to think that moving forward like our generation sure our generation still has bad eggs in it but you know us in particular who are going to be bringing in the next generation who are going to teach our children that people can be accepted for who they are no matter you know what walk of life they live what their gender is what genitalia they were born with we're going to teach the next generation that accepting people is going to create you know a more peaceful future for everybody and you know it's through our acceptance that we can create the next generation of acceptance and once we teach our children they're going to teach their children then and i mean i know this is being wildly optimistic 
but I want to say as each generation continues forward, as long as we nurture what we have right here, that I can see the evolution of everybody being accepted. Mm -hmm. It may be years down the line, it may end up being, you know, the next two or three generations. But Maybe another century. It could very well be. But I do see a world where everybody is accepted because we're going to teach them and then they're going to teach their next generation. They're going to teach their next generation. So I, I you know, I, I'm being optimistic. I like, I like how you still have hope. I think that's a good thing to have. Uh, I think I think overall hope is very important, especially when it comes to social issues um, like this, where it's like people literally want um, trans and gay people killed, and uh, I know that's like very it's very it's very um, grim, but it's true, uh, and I think it's it's very important to have hope that we can change people's minds, we can uh, move forward, we can continue to be safe, and we can continue to do the things that we do um, as a community uh, to gather and whatnot, and, and to teach the next generation, uh, like Sakura said. Um, that's what I think overall is. I, I, I think hope is very important, so I, I lean towards optimism. Mm. That's what I have to say. Mm. Okay, what about you, Hal? I do believe that there is very much a lot of hope for this the LGBTQ community, and I feel like at some point we will reach a point where we're able to coexist with everyone else and we're able to get along with pretty much everybody, whether, whether it be the person down the street, a person at the supermarket, friends you surround yourself with. I do believe that. Though, ultimately, I think there will be, like, those handful of people that are just stuck in their ways and that just refuse to change. But ultimately, they'll just be forgotten because they're just, at the end of the day, they're just individuals who have nothing better to do with their lives and would rather just wallow themselves in their own self-pity rather than just acknowledging that the world is still going around. The world is still changing. You can't stop change it's inevitable so either embrace the change or hit the road i would say that the mission with the lgbtq community oh <laughs> i heard that whoops well you guys just found out our secret of how we operate <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I didn't have it right into my headset. I'm so sorry. You're good. I'm so You're good. Sorry. I heard kid's voice in the background. Yeah. I love it. That was a. Could, uh, we love you, Bean. Yeah, we love you. We love you too, kid. You're doing a great you, job over there. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you. This week on Top Dog Bloopers. I <laughs> I, I we revealed our you, secrets of how we communicate. <laughs> there is secrets, Colton, you liar. 
<laughs> I heard that. If you guys, if you guys want some context, I heard him in the, on the other side of the room. He said, "There is no secret." Like, there is secret. You liar. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, I would say. But back to what I was saying, there is definitely. There is still a huge mission going on with the LGBTQ. I know, of course, in America, we have our own mission here, but there is. And, you know, we wish things could be better here. I feel like they're in some places, they're worse, especially like places like the Middle East and Russia. They need bigger help than I would say we do. And and hopefully as time goes by, I hope because I can only hope that they get help, too, because I'm trying to be optimistic about that as well. So that that's what I have to say about that. Anyways, do you guys have any other further information that you guys want to give? Any like like anything at all? Well, I'd like to again, you know, reiterate on hope because you know, having been born in Japan myself, um, being transgender is still considered taboo there. However. Mm-hmm. Like, there is still the ability to find transgender-affirming care in a country like Japan. I mean, you have to get certain diagnoses for it, and, you know, it comes on the medical side. But, you know, in a culture that's so wrapped up in tradition and, you know, spiritualism and, you know, things being, you know, as they should be, if a country like that can accept slowly begin to accept you know the lgbtq community because let's face it i mean if you watch videos about you know the community out there in japan it's wild and mm-hmm. but i digress if a country like that can consider you know the lgbtq community and evolve past that taboo i'd like to think that the rest of the world has that ability you know what's strange? Yeah, like I know, especially in like in Southeast Asia, like, they're having. I don't know much about their about what research has been done there, but I, I know for a fact that the Philippines accept more than Japan does, which mm-hmm. is interesting Absolutely. that I didn't know that. Now that's what I did look up into some of the that information when we were doing this, but it has been com- like based on the an article that I was looking at from a it's a how do I pronounce it uh, PureResearch.org. They have made a like a what's the word they made a percentage of what who say you know homosexuality should be accepted by society and they, the Philippines have a whopping seventy three percent and. Japan has a 68, so it's a little bit higher in the Philippines, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool." But uh, you know, I, I didn't really like put my full time into. It'd be cool if it was all 100 yeah. percent across the board. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I would say the Philippine the Philippines is definitely pushing it. So you know, you're Colton, you're you're. Your home country is on the right path. Well, well you were born in America, <laughs> but, <you're, laughs> but still. <laughs> well, I guess I, I won't, I, you don't have to say anything, but, you know, I would say, you know, you've been to the Philippines. Would you say there is a presence of, you know, the LGBT there that's pretty good when, when you were visiting? Oh, okay. That's good. I'm, I'm actually happy for you. But anyway, you guys have anything else to say? 
I think in terms of entertainment, especially when we're talking about LGBT representation, and I, I hope in the future that creators, whether they be animators, writers, or even directors, just start mm-hmm. creating characters as just that, as just characters. Like they're just allowed to exist and allowed to just be able mm-hmm. to roam in a story, roam in a story, and not feel like they're just checking out a box just for the sake of like we need representation in this film, make it ha- happen. And ultimately, I think think the community a character as well as that the happens story not can- to be gay, not a gay character. <sighs> Absolutely, because I think that's been happening a lot more when it comes to Disney and the remakes and a lot of things are coming out of Hollywood and I can understand where they're coming from, but it's like just draw them as a character. Don't try to appease a community just because you want to uplift them. Actually, just create a story that people are going to want to watch, not people that feel like are you suggesting are you suggesting that if they're gonna make a character based like on like a like let's just you just don't want them to make a character that's very loud about their sex is that are you saying they're like you don't want them to be loud about their sexuality is what you're saying like no, that's I yeah, think a lot of what it stems from is like you know you want the representation to come from somebody who's genuine. You don't want to write, you know, a story about, you know, and have like somebody Not representing a gay character. You mm-hmm. want to actually have a gay character portraying the gay character, you know? I mean, there was that the whole bur- controversy oh, yeah. with Brendan Fraser and the movie Whale. You know, they made him look fat instead of having a fat person or a larger person, I apologize. Instead of having an actual larger person playing the character, you know, actually representing that, hey, this is a real thing. These are real people, not just having people portray it. And I so think much it also, to speak, yeah. Yeah, and I think it also stems down for the writing. And I feel, I feel like if you had two different writers and they were writing the exact same character, both of them would write them differently. But depending on who's writing what, the execution of the character would either turn out terrible or turn out fantastic. So I think there's also a point of who's representing this character. Is this character actually going to be genuine for that particular role? And who's writing the character? Is it well-written? Is it, like, are they, like trying to make this character into something that it's not or are they giving the character an opportunity to breathe throughout the story that's definitely a conversation mm-hmm. to have i would like to because i remember when we used to have a conversation when you were telling me what stories you wanted to write and i gave you advice i was like you gotta have some variety with your characters otherwise it's gonna come off as biased like very, very biased so. about yeah <laughs> so like when i told yeah. you like when I when I was you know and I'm just gonna say this I have uh, maybe one or two gay characters in my story that I want to write, but they're not like yeah they everybody will know eventually they are gay but they are not like look at me I'm gay they they just accept that yeah I'm I'm gay and, and to continue on with their life you know that's kind of how I develop them. And I think that's how it yeah. should be, me personally. Because if you are, if you have a character that's too loud, that has no like effect, that does not affect the conflict or the story, then 
it, it's very distracting. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, so I get, I get that. Yeah. But that's like a whole nother conversation for the time. Do you want anything, <laughs> do you want anything to say, Xavier? Um, I think we're running out of time. <laughs> but yeah, so a, a great, a great example of great representation, uh, right now in animation, I'd say is the Owl House. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Love that show to death. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. I love it. Um, it's a beautiful cartoon. It is. Uh, great, great representation of um, characters that are gay and queer and not uh, just that, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I saw you watch it a few times with Colton, I believe. That was that show, wasn't it? It, it was, yeah. Okay, that's cool. But if we, I don't really have anything else to say, so I'm going to end it right here. Thank you guys for attending oh. today's episode. Oh, if you want to say something, soccer, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have one final thought because this is actually really big. Um, my girlfriend, she is actually from Britain, and she turned me on to a competition called Eurovision, and oh, it's like yeah. it's a whole European competition petition of like different singers different actresses different you know um music and the big thing was the lgbt um support that they showed there i don't remember which country it was but there was one country that came in with the inclusive flag because you know as they're coming down the stage they always have like their country's flag well one of them came down with an all-inclusive flag absolutely incredible to see i know at least a a couple of the stars who came out were part of the LGBT community and everybody celebrated it. It was an absolutely incredible showing. So if you guys have the opportunity, check out Eurovision 2023 because it is a wonderful showing of how the world can come together and everybody gets accepted. I agree. I have one more thing to say as well, and that is uh, be yourself, be safe, have fun. Uh, That's a good message to have, Xavier. Mm-hmm. There you go. Everybody else need anything to say? You guys? You good? Is yep. everything good? Yeah, All right. Good. All right. Well, that can... T- <laughs> well, that concludes today's episode. Uh, we thank the audience for taking the time to listen to this this was a very deep and personal episode for a lot of people in this room but we're gonna most likely do a part two with you know whiplash and and strain that's for sure Oh, wait, hold on a second. I had a, I'm hearing Colton laugh in the background. I don't know why he's laughing. <laughs> I'm going to figure out why later, but I would say, yeah, that concludes today's episode. We're going to do a, definitely do a part two with streaming with Lash. And we're going to probably most likely do that at the end of the month. But anyways, you guys have a wonderful time. Colton's life is going to kill me. Anyway, see you guys next week. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye-bye. No, that's a wrap. <laughs>